oh my god and a door opens and it's it's my mom i can't believe it mom i haven't seen you mom you're a robot oh my god mom's an ai fucking infested robot and she's gonna fucking she's got a time machine she's mom's got a time machine she's gonna open the door and all these crazy pokemon from the past and the future are gonna come in and like fuck shit up and we gotta kill my mom we gotta kill my robot mom because uh, like the if story you start this if you don't edit this episode <laughs> to start with you screaming kill my mom kill my robot mom then you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yes, that was good. That's that's a hook and a half right now. Yeah, somebody to listen to the show. Be like, oh my god. <laughs> podcast the good games podcast that is i'm james i'm zach and from deep in the sea this is justin yeah he sounds like he's underwater uh he's underwater and from 1997 yeah it's 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 very interesting underwater in 97 you you got got, about i got them nut i got them nut hugging shorts on oh well i'm i don't know back to the 90s oh nut hugging shorts i thought I thought you were just had a weird clothing choice, and yeah, we thought yeah. it was just like a weird no nut November thing. Um, <laughs> speaking of no nut, uh, James, you don't even know what that is. You don't know what the internet is, anyway. Uh, so speaking of no nuts uh, in November, it's the end of the year, and it's time to discuss the best games of 2022. That's right. Uh, this guy knows how to be a host. Well, uh, let me just start by saying. <laughs> Never have I felt less prepared or less justified to be a part of this show than this episode. Struggled to name five games <laughs> I played this year that were new. Struggled. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm gonna uh, open open secret. I tried to get our good friend Tien Gagnol on this episode, and uh. he's so busy. He's like, I have zero time. So. Because uh, he's played a bunch of games that I haven't played. I'm like, oh, it'd be perfect. But anyway, couldn't happen. Perfect. Couldn't happen. Because, like, like, a big God of War. Like, he's all about God of War right now, and I've not played God of War. So there's a blind spot for this podcast. God of War, probably a great game. Probably deserves to be on our list. We're not going to fucking number talk. number one. But probably the best game of the year. We're not going to fucking talk about it. Um, <laughs> nope. Um, yeah, what? Uh, what? I, I do. Should we just get right into it? Uh, Pokemon's pretty great, right? There's no issues with the new Pokemon. So, yeah, I, I literally yeah. actually just finished the new Pokemon game. By the way, um, I, I don't want to, I mean, whatever. It, it's Pokemon. I'm going to spoil, I'm going to spoil the ending of Pokemon. Who cares? I'll give Pikachu you, dies I'll point. give you a hundred guesses on oh. how the story to Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet ends. And you won't even come close to what the fucking story ending of this game is. Um, I would assume you beat the Elite Four, you stop Team Rocket's evil plan, and grow a larger bond with your starter Pokemon. And that's exactly what I thought it was going to be, and it is. And it was like, ah, yeah. Uh, But then, like, somebody, you get, like, this weird phone call, and, like, you know, the guy who's got the, like, dog Pokemon you've been helping out, he's like, Uh oh, it's my mom. Hang on, let me me get this. It's my mom. I'm not really close with her. I don't really talk. Hey, mom, what's up? Oh, what? You're, like, underground at some crazy, like, deep, deep 
North Pole research site. Okay, we'll be right there, Mom. Hang on. Okay. Hey, come on. We got to go save my mom. She sounds like she's in trouble. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, okay. We're at this research site. I, 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 man, I haven't talked to my mom in fucking forever. Oh, it's really dangerous here. There's lots of like wild, crazy Pokemon. Oh, my God. And a door opens and it's, it's my mom. I can't believe it. Mom, I haven't seen you. Mom, you're a robot? Oh my god, mom's an AI fucking infested robot, and she's gonna fucking, she's got a time machine! She's Mom's got a time machine, she's gonna open the door, and all these crazy Pokemon from the past and the future are gonna come in and, like, fuck shit up, and we gotta kill my mom! We gotta kill my robot mom! Just, just, to save Pokemon! That's the ending to Scarlet Violet, and you kill this kid's robot mom from the past or the future i don't know uh that's the fucking end of the game and none of this is foreshadowed at all like you get you finish the elite four and then it's like hang on i gotta call for my mom like this new storyline just starts up at the end of the game and it's the wildest fucking shit in the hang world hang on hang on terminator 2 judgment day just called me on the phone i gotta, <laughs> I gotta take this real quick everybody. It, I, it's the weirdest fucking tone shift um yeah but none of that's foreshadowed you know the story that i assume you've played up until this point is just like normal boring pokemon story yeah ending gets fucking wild uh absolutely fucking wild Anyway, that's the ending of Pokemon that we just spoiled. I don't know. Other than that, I think that game is pretty unremarkable. It runs like shit. It looks terrible and runs worse. Why did Pokemon become Madden? No, I, I can't figure this out because I, I guess people just keep buying it and they don't care. Well, I was I was actually talking with Luna about this earlier that like it seems very odd to me that uh, so so there's been this sort of like sarcastic critical analysis I've been seeing come up where it's sort of applied to Pokemon, it's sort of applied to, like, Five Nights at Freddy's kind of games, the horror games that are really merchandised very quickly, where it's like, oh, hey, the game developers left, you know, the story completely unfinished and, like, the character models are all broken, um, but they don't give a shit because they've already made $10 million off selling plushies. Um, and I feel like there's an element of that to Pokemon now, that it's just sort of like, yeah. eh, fuck, make it a, a full game, like... We're, we just introduced a couple new Pokemon. We'll make plushies out of it. We'll make our money that way. I mean, I think it is. You're you're right. It's the Madden problem. This is the second Pokemon game they've released this year. Yeah, I and was. They just digging. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was doing research. I mean, uh, searching desperately uh, for what games came out this year, and noticed that that both yeah. Pokemon games were released this year. And I was like, holy shit! And that's I not think a good time. they just sell so much that it's just not worth it to make like a good polished game. So they just shit these fucking games out. It's not that it's not worth it. It just feels like there's just no incentive. Yeah, that's them. what I, that's what I mean. It's it's not yeah. it, there's no incentive to them to, to like to put you, effort in to put effort in to like polish the game, <laughs> QA the game, like make a nice like complete polished experience. Yeah. Because they know it'll just sell anyways. It'll sell. Yeah. Like as long as there's new Pokemon that are cute, and there's still older ones that like the nostalgia boners will get. It it runs. They're not, the, even, they're it not runs, even cute anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Now the, they're, ghost, they're the ghost now dogs like are pretty cute, and the Pokemon and the carbohydrates dog is pretty cute. But the game runs at a worse frame rate than Justin's laptop's webcam. And, like, nobody cares because yes. people, they keep just buying it anyway. Like, you know, nobody cares that it... Yeah, and I'm, I'm my original theory was, are they so callous, is, is Game Freak so callous that they're like, uh, who, why even bother? They're just going to keep buying it anyway. Or are they, like, somehow worried 
that if they take a few years off, like if they did like the, like what we said about Madden, like if you took two years off, three years off, and then come back with something really robust, that you'd sell more because it would be more impressive and people would get a full experience instead of just your diehards. Um, are they worried that they're like gonna lose the market somewhere? Like another catch 'em all game's gonna. I'm like, you've got it covered, man. Digimon is dead. Yu-Gi-Oh is dead. Like, there's nothing. You're not gonna get like overtaken. Uh, no one's coming to you with the uh, the capitalism equivalent of the blue shell to knock you out of first place. Like, you can take <laughs> some time off and go build a real game. Uh, nobody's coming for the crown. The, the or even... they're like you said, or more likely, they're just like. Ah, why give effort? Like, people are going to buy it anyway. Who cares? The even more wild thing was, I mean, we mentioned that this is the second Pokemon game that came out this year. Uh, Arceus Legends came out in, I think, like, February earlier this year. January, February, yeah. And it was, like, a yeah. real, actual <clears throat> attempt to, like, f to refresh the formula of Pokemon. There was... Uh, I mean, it was the first open-world game. It still looked like shit and ran like shit. Right. But yeah. it was, like, big open-world Pokemon. And, like, there was, like, a definite shift in gameplay focus from battles to just catching them all. For instance, the Pokedex worked completely differently. It wasn't just like, oh, once you catch it, that's it. There's, like, different objectives in the Pokedex. True. There was, like, oh, you have to, you know, catch five of them. And then, like, oh, watch it evolve. Or watch it use a certain move. And, like, you know, sneak up on it from behind. Or, like, watch it do a sexy dance. Like, you know, there's all these stupid fucking things in the Pokedex. I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. Because then, like, for each Pokemon, you're, like, incentive incentivized to, like, interact with it differently. And, like, battles were not real. You could battle in Arceus, but it wasn't really a focus of that game, and the battles were really quick and streamlined, and we just threw all that fucking shit out the door and took two giant steps backwards, and that's Pokemon. Well, this one, the, the <laughs> Scarlet and Violet, uh, it's like semi-open world at it, times, no, so it's, that's it's, really... I mean, it's still an open world, but like all of the new things that they pioneered in Arceus, they're like, mm, ah, fuck that, and then we just took two <laughs> giant leaps backwards, and the battles are just the same as they always were. They're like slow and boring as shit, and like the uh, it, yeah, but the the graphics are fucked up, and sometimes that weird big noodle Pokemon looks like it's coming out of that kid's dick. So I mean, yeah, that's pretty worth it. I do love the new version of Diglett, who just looks like a floppy wiener. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. my new sometimes favorite. Sometimes it spawns through the kid's pelvis, and just he's got a big floppy wiener. So yeah, yeah, no. you take the go with the bad. Is what I'm trying to say. I know the new version of Dicklet is my favorite, but I I, accidentally, I just like accidentally said Dicklet. You definitely like, did, and I yeah. thought it was on purpose, and I respected it. Now I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, okay. Dicklet. So Pokemon sucks, and fuck that shit. And now let's uh, do Pokemon Snap three, and now let's talk about the best, the absolute <laughs> definitive, right. best games of 2022. Yeah. Suffice it to say, Pokemon is not on my best games of the year list. Um, I guess I can kick it off. I guess. Um, now these are the, these are specifically in order, or are these just five general? So the way good. the way we've done it in the past is that like we each have five, but right. then we have to huddle together and do a school project and make everybody agree on what the actual best five are. Well, I'll say it again. I have no business being on this episode, so this is going to be great. No, this is your, oh, yeah. listen, this is your personal top five, and if you feel strongly about something you played, you know, you got to fight for it, That's I don't, and maybe you don't. don't maybe so, you don't. Right. Okay, well, anyway, my number five, um, uh, by the way, now, as long as we're just shitting on Nintendo, 
I don't know if you're aware of like what's going on in the Smash scene right now. Of they pulled the rug out from like an official tournament, right? Yes. I, I don't know that we need to take a deep dive on this. Um, but uh, in in solidarity, oh, oh God. All right. The cliff notes. Deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go as fast as I fucking can. So uh, early, early, early last year. Well, actually, uh, no, it, uh, two, two years ago, they announced, uh, or two and a half years ago, they announced that they were doing, oh my god, it's a world tour where we're going to unite all these different disparate Smash tournaments, because, right, you have a bunch of majors all across, you know, uh, the US, but also, you know, globally, Europe, Japan, whatever, we're going to unite all of these Smash tournaments, and we're going to have a circuit, and it's going to be fucking great, and at the end of the year, we'll have a big competition uh, where there's, like, a shitload of prize money. Sounds great. Whoops, COVID happens. So that, like, all gets fucked. That gets delayed. Uh, so then last year, okay, here we go. We're restarting this whole fucking Smash World Tour thing. Oh my god, all of the sudden, Panda, an esports team, comes out of nowhere and they're like, Haha, motherfuckers, we got an in with Nintendo. We have an officially licensed Nintendo tournament, and it's also a world tour, right? We're also going to try to get together and unite all these different... So we got two fucking world tours now. One officially licensed from Nintendo, which, if you don't know, like, you would assume, right? Because, like, most big companies, like, really are, like, you know, into supporting their competitive communities right. and really, you know, making their games... Because if nothing else, it's free advertising and it's keeping your game relevant. Exactly. So big companies like, you know, Capcom put, you know, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars into their Capcom Cup to support. Uh, so an officially licensed Nintendo tournament means Nintendo is going to contribute nothing. Absolutely jack shit. It just means that they're giving their blessing and they're not going to actively shut it down. That's what an officially licensed. They're just act. They're not actively going to be a dick. So anyway, we get this officially licensed Nintendo Panda Tournament. Everyone, nobody can believe it because for the longest time, there's a big history of Nintendo just fucking over the Smash community again and again and again and again and shutting shit down, right? Uh, all in the name of like, oh, we have to protect our IP from infringement and like whatever that, I, I mean, I, I understand a little bit about copyright law, but like, oh, you guys are like modding our game like uh, for Melee there's a version of Melee that has, like, amazing netcode, right? Pristine-ass netcode. Like, not, like, you go, like, play Smash Ultimate, and it's, like, dog shit netcode online. It's, like, unfucking playable uh, No, Melee has, like, really good rollback, like, great netcode made by some guy in his basement. But, oh, it's a mod! And Nintendo doesn't support mods, so fuck you! We're gonna shut your tournament down because it has a mod. By the way, this was in the height of 2020, uh, or maybe it was that's the only way you could have a tournament. Wait, there's what's the alternative? We have there's no alternative. There's not a way during COVID where hundreds of people are gonna get together in person to play a game that doesn't have. Anyway, so Nintendo's a fucking cock. They just keep fucking the community over again and again. So huge news that Panda, this esports team, has partnered with Nintendo. This is fucking great. Oh my god. We went from zero world tours to two fucking world tours, each with like crazy cash support, which. By the way, the FGC is fucking broke, right? There's not a lot of money in fighting games. The Smash Perfect. community is even more broke, right? There's no money in Smash. So the the, the announcement that both of them were going to have like a quarter million dollars in prize support was like, holy shit, this is crazy, right? So, uh, so uh, everything's looking great. 
right up until uh, right after Thanksgiving when, oh, it came out uh, that Nintendo wants to shut down this unlicensed world tour. Not the Panda one, the unlicensed world tour. So people are angry at Nintendo. However, turns out people are even more angry at Panda, specifically their CEO, who had been going who had been basically like being an old-timey mafia guy going around to these other tournaments and being like, mm, I got the only official licensed tournament in town. It'd be a shame if Nintendo, my connections at Nintendo came around and shut you guys down. Might as well exclusively partner with me and not those other guys. Uh, because if you exclusively partner with me, you won't get shut down. So, like, sh- shitty fucking Panda CEO going around and trying to, like, strong arm all these tournaments into joining the Panda World Tour. This news breaks. People are fucking livid at the CEO of Panda. So, breaking news. This all happened, like, yesterday. Panda's, uh, he steps down. Panda's absolutely on fire. Panda's fucked. They're fucked. They're, like, beyond fucked. Uh, they're, they're on fire. Everyone's quitting. <laughs> Uh, 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 Cody quit, uh, P- uh, Plup quit, fucking, uh, 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 Ultimate People are quitting, uh, 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 fucking Coney quit, Vicky Kitty quit, people who are not even involved in Smash have, are quitting, like, fucking Punk, PG, uh, well, he's not PG anymore, Punk, the greatest Street Fighter V player in all of Street Fighter V, quit, quit Panda, he's got no stake in the Smash community, that is fucking integrity right there, to like, that is true, that's that, fighting game community integrity, to bite the hand that feeds yeah. you, cause he's getting a paycheck by, by Panda, to bite the hand that feeds you in the name of supporting a different community, that's some fucking integrity right there, so, uh, anyway, Panda's absolutely on fire, uh, the Smash World Tour got cancelled, uh, uh, it's, it's a fucking shit show, the, the Panda Tour is now cancelled, it, it's an absolute shit show. The only one who's going to come away f- uh, from this with no consequences seemingly is Nintendo because they're big enough to just keep fucking over the Smash community again and again and again and again. And their audience is so big that they don't care. Uh, so anyway. Well, and they claim they're not making another Smash game, right? Like, so they're, they're not making like additional money off this by any means. So, uh. Anyway, it, it, there's just a lot of bullshit. There's bullshit from Panda. I mean, they're they're gone now. I, I don't know how they survived this. <laughs> there's yeah. bullshit from Nintendo, like, oh, we're shutting you down in the name of, like, uh, health and safety. Like, what the fuck you? Like, just no health Hel- and safety. Health and safety? Because Panda's going to break your kneecaps. That's total bullshit. There's definitely some money exchanged behind the scenes between money uh, uh, Nintendo and Panda. Anyway, in the name of solidarity God. with the Smash community, there will be no Nintendo games on my top five. Not that there would have been anyway, because there has not been any good Nintendo games this year. Anyway. Wow. Okay. Uh, so there you go. That's my fuck Nintendo news. Uh I'm um, I'm um, I'm um, I'm I'm riding high. I'm I'm the fucking conductor of the fuck Nintendo train right now. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, my number, my, that, yeah, that's my that rant. rant. That, that's my fucking rant. James on... just blew off so much steam right Yeah, that was, very, that was intense. I'm, I, I hope you enjoyed that therapy session, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a fucking shit show the last week and a half in, in the Smash scene. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the best games of the year. Oh, None of which are Nintendo games. Um, my number five, uh, game this year uh, is uh, the game with the little cute fox who like w- wanders around in the forest and he collects coins, Tunic? and it's Tunic. 
and it's very cute and it's hard as fucking balls uh it's oh, okay it's definitely got some of that dark souls dna injected straight into its arm it's got like tough as nails boss fights it's got like this really intricate designed level where everything is interconnected and you have to pay like really close attention to the le level design which i really liked and like just like dark souls it explains absolutely nothing to you and just relies on you to figure everything out which i kind of like that in game design where it's just like we're not gonna fucking tutorialize to death every fucking like uh we're not gonna have like fucking 20 screens of dialogue of like uh here's how you push a crate here's how you climb on top of the crate here's how you whatever nothing there's nothing you just boot up the game and you play the game and that's i don't know i it's fucking great uh tunic is my number five uh for me um pretty strong stance this is where the i'm thinking uh i have no real leg to stand on for this episode um my number five best game of the year 2022 is a tie because fuck both these games but i didn't play that many new games this year so i only had six games that i could really choose from to talk about here hey. so the least best for me <laughs> the least best game you played multiverses oh yeah and this this How? is the part yeah this is the part where wow. anybody who actually like is any kind of respectable uh video games person is gonna go okay fuck this guy i gotta <laughs> stop this now because uh, it's tied with fucking elden ring it's my number five least best game of 2022 uh and i'm sure that's the only time elden ring's gonna come up in this episode so it makes it easy for me um but yeah didn't uh uh opposite ends of the spectrum i fucking hated elden ring from the get-go and still didn't fucking pick it up again and multiverses i was like caught up in it and like oh this could be fun and i spent too much money and now i'm like i'm never gonna fucking play this thing again just fuck this thing and, and, and everything about it uh so that's that's high for number five for me and again i'm sure we're not gonna hear about elden ring anymore on this episode so it's gonna i've already dated the episode because oh remember elden ring that's, that's my pick all right um mine also involves someone with uh animal ears uh i picked tiny tina that was fun. I played that. Yeah. 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 It was a nice little, uh, fun way of playing, uh, a more advanced borderlands game in a way. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I, was... I remember that coming out and I remember the hype for it, but I just never got around to playing it. So, um, does it play still like a borderlands game? It just happens to pretty be much. Um, yeah. Hey, did you like borderlands Zach? It's yes. More of it. It's a lot more borderlands. That's it. It's more. Okay. It's just but more. It's got, it's, uh, I like the plot of it. I, like I do, I do. Plot. Okay, okay. That's that's a little bit uncharitable. I think the game. James is being the angry video game nerd tonight. I think it's a little bit uncharitable <laughs> really because is. I think the gameplay is largely just exactly the same. But you're right. I, I did enjoy all of the, because it's, it's like D&D. &D, uh, the framing device for the, the narrative of the game is that Tiny Tina is playing D&D &D with you. So there's like a lot of nerd jokes and, you know, just like, uh -huh, roll for initiative, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. I, 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 I'm, I'm sounding very sarcastic right now, but yeah, I did. You're the, you're the parade rainer tonight. I like it. <laughs> no, I just got really upset about Nintendo, but I, I don't want to shit on Tiny Tina. I, I, I enjoyed that game. Not enough to put it in my top five, but I did enjoy that game. Okay. Um, 
My number four uh, is uh, The Quarry. Uh, this is the second game from Supermassive, right? Hopefully that's the right studio. I don't, my brain is dead. Um, <laughs> I think that's the right studio. Uh, the second game, no, it's not the second game from them. Anyway, it's the second game in these like, uh, like, uh, wannabe movie sort of things but yeah. it's also choose your own adventure the first of which was until dawn so this is like a follow-up to until dawn um it's kind of like a interactive slasher movie so like you know there's all these like uh the quarry takes place at like a summer camp and you know there's all these like um uh, they range from like uh, i i think the they're all like oh we're, you know we're going off to college next year so i'm a, what are age are you? you're like 18 19 whatever anyway you're, yeah. you're playing a bunch of uh, 18 19 year olds uh at the summer camp but then something goes wrong and then oh my god there's you know there's uh, crazy monsters out in the woods and then there's backwoods hillbillies and you know it's it's a bunch of um i guess the, those are like horror movie tropes right you watch yeah. more horror movies than i do yeah. uh but yeah. but all the, while, the woods, yeah all the while you're making decisions like oh do you do you like these two characters should this guy flirt with this girl like you know should this guy you know take the shotgun and run off in the woods and try to kill the monster or should he you know hide under the floorboards like you know you're making decisions from uh point to point and then your decisions affect you know, various beats in the story whether or not characters live or die and then there's like a perfect ending where you get like every single character through to the end and they all live and you figure out you solve the big mystery of why there's monsters and all that shit anyway Were there it's any very fun. uh because it's motion like they have like actual yeah. actors in the game yes yeah. Uh, are there any actors that were in this game that you were like, oh, yay, or they did a great job, or was it all just, like, hokey as shit? Um, I, uh, I, the performances range from... Uh, the weirdest thing to get over is the Uncanny Valley, because you can... Yes. The, the mocap is, like, really strong, but it's, like, rigged onto these models that are, like, give really strong Uncanny Valley vibes. So, like, I don't know. It, it, it just kind of freaks you out. It freaks you out every now and again. But, um... Very good performances by, um, sh fuck me, I can't think of her name off the top of my head. She is Sarah Palmer's mom in Twin Peaks. And she does, she j is just naturally kind of creepy and weird. And she plays like a creepy, weird uh, fortune teller. Um, uh, anyway, she, she has a great performance. Um, trying to think, there's a bunch of, uh, not like A-list, but like, you know, B and C tier celebrities that you're like, oh yeah, I saw that one show with him in it. He was good, like... Um, I don't know that there was like you know amazing performances because it's it's kind of schlocky. Like, I feel like if it really wanted to capture, uh, if if it was already hitting the Uncanny Valley, they should have just done like the L.A. Noir thing and just have like the weird like the facial they don't match like what's going on. Like that that would have been ideal for me. Yeah. I you know I've seen that with uh, what was it uh, the last Mass Effect and stuff like that. Like they're just a fucking mess and that's infinitely entertaining to me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I had a great time with the quarry. This is like the perfect like couch co-op game to like play somebody has a controller and then you have a bunch of other friends who are like oh kill him kill him you know or like no don't kill him don't kill him you know that sort of thing or like james holding the controller falling asleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so number four for me um unlike james i am absolutely a corporate shill and so all victory to nintendo and to reggie you've done nothing wrong here this community is nothing without you, sir. And uh, so my number four is Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Oh, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed this, that. 
the game was uh, pleasantly surprising to me because it had a definitely similar kind of calm aesthetic as like the Yoshi yarn Kirby bullshit, you know, baby boo boo games. Um, but it had a decent amount of depth to it. So I was like, oh, this is nice. This is like, it was a good game to pick up like after a shitty day at work. And you're yes. Like, oh, I'm just going to play this for a couple levels and, you know, cool beans. And so very, I enjoyed it a great deal. This is very calming and relaxing. Yeah. 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 And, 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 you know, kind of putting Kirby in a different environment of like, oh, it's this weird kind of post-apocalyptic world and blah, 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 blah. So I, I enjoyed that a great deal. So that's my number four. And Nintendo did nothing wrong. So. <laughs> Panda did not kill himself. Um, right. Uh, so my number four is uh, Stray. Oh, yeah. And mm, that's for an that. easy reason. That's for an easy reason. You're a cat. That, that's, that's it. You're your cat. So, I didn't get to play no that. Like, what? What? What is the gameplay? Are you just like go around doing like cat shit? Like you just meow and shit in a box, and that's basically yeah, it. pretty much. No, I, I think it's it's pretty much like a because honestly, I've, I've watched people play it. I I, uh, I downloaded it, but I haven't I haven't started it up yet. But um, it seems like it's just kind of like yeah, you're you're just a cat, but you're continuing on like one of those like linear like storytelling things that you're just kind of doing stuff from. The gist of what I what I got. Yeah, but cool. you're a cat. You're a cat. So I mean, you're a cat. That's it. That's the only. That's the selling point. That's the only argument you need. Yeah. Uh, my number three is a game called Clone Hero. Uh, so this <laughs> here's game... the thing. I was gonna say Rock Band was my number one and be a real piece of shit, and you beat me to it. Well, no, because I mean, this game has been around in a beta form for a long time now. Just uh, last week, they had their first official release which is also their final release they're no longer supporting the game anymore except for like major bug fixes um so uh, before i elaborate on that uh clone hero is like a rhythm game do you remember like guitar hero and rock band like those types of games yeah it's that again it's just that so get your plastic instruments out of your closet uh hook them up to your computer uh i have like a fancy ass my, my wife got me an early Christmas present. You have to come see the new setup. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we we upgraded the setup. I, I have a Oh, my God. It, I couldn't... I didn't think you could upgrade it anymore. College. Uh, Does it, Lars uh, from fucking Metallica just blow you when you walk in now? Like, how is it any, any more upgraded than it was? <laughs> uh, I, I, I fixed the fog machine. Uh, it's, it's a whole... Oh. It's a whole, it's a whole fucking thing. Anyway, um, it's it's a really great, uh, great time if you like those rhythm games. Uh, that team is, as I just mentioned, no longer supporting Clone Hero. They're done with like uh, development of like new features. They're going on to make a new game, which they're hoping to sell in some sort of commercial fashion. Maybe it'll be on Steam. Maybe it'll be whatever. Anyway, the new their new game is going to be called Strike Line, uh, and like Clone Hero is like. I mean, when you boot it up, it's got, like, all the same assets as, like, Guitar Hero. I mean, even down to the name of the game being Clone Hero is, like, a pretty just obvious ripoff of Guitar Hero. So they're trying to, like, really make their own game with its own identity, its own feature set. Um, you know, really, like, move the game, move rhythm gaming forward as opposed to, you know, just recapturing the past. So I'm looking forward to their new game, Strike Line. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in that. Oh, I'm up next. Yeah. Um, my number three is uh, Evil Dead, the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, you played that a lot. Out. 
Yeah, you got so mad when we downloaded it first. We had house. a bunch of tech issues. It wasn't. It's not nothing against. It was the, the game. Epic Store is a pile of shit. God, I hate the stupid Epic Store, and it's exclusive um, to the Epic Store on PC. So whatever. Yeah, the game so was fine. I, I was just really I upset downloaded with all the tech it on, issues on uh, PS4 like yeah. a plebe. Um, but it's <laughs> awesome. It's everything I wanted it to be. Um, plenty of like you know reference material and cameos and dlc and all that bullshit um it's not it's not a, a game style that i particularly excel at it's like that dead by daylight sort of teamwork kind of shooter thing online nonsense um but it's awesome and it's so interesting it's it was a little buggy at first they worked out a lot of kinks um now it's a it's an asymmetric style game right where you're like a team of people can play like um, Ash and his girlfriend and whoever the fuck else is in that movie. I don't, I can't remember. Series of movies, yes. And then there's somebody who plays the, the evil. The evil. I, I couldn't yes. remember what it's called. It has like a name, right? Well, the the like the little creature, like the zombie kind of equivalents, are called deadites. Deadites. Then, but, but I was, you, I was gonna say nanites, and then I was gonna say xenobites. Yeah, no, yeah, they're little baby like, robots. That nanites isn't right. Xenobites is Hellraiser. What the fuck are they called? Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you you somebody plays as the evil, and then everyone else is uh, you know the other four players are just you know survivors basically, and you have to go through a series of challenges. You have to find. Uh, pieces of the Necronomicon, then you have to find the dagger, and then once you do that, then you have to go defeat, like, this giant boss out in the forest. But as the evil, you have all these extra things that, like, you can set traps and try to split up the group and try to... You can possess people and all this other shit. Um, it's awesome. I've, I've enjoyed... I know it's derivative. It's derivative of Dead by Daylight. It's super derivative of the Friday the 13th game. The fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre games coming out next year. The Killer Clowns game is coming out next year. They're all the same goddamn game, but and they're made by some, the same studio, same. right? Or the same? No, studio? they're all different studios, but they're really? all doing the same fucking thing. I thought it was the same studio that did the Friday the Thirteenth game. No, uh, I don't think right, so. Maybe it I'm, might okay. be. It I'm, might, prob I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. But it, it's awesome. I've, I've enjoyed it a great deal. Oh yeah, you love my uh, only. My only critique, my only wish is I wish they would release. Because uh, you have different versions of Ash that you can play as. There's uh, Evil Dead 1 Ash, where he's like kind of goofy and sort of like, oh no, um, and he has certain skills. Then there's like Evil Dead 2 Ash, where he has like a couple different weapons and he's kind of becoming a badass. There's Army of Darkness Ash, where he's like super badass with one-liners. There's Ash versus Evil Dead, the TV show where he's old and like kind of washed up, but he's got other attributes and so on and so forth, and a bunch of other supporting characters and all that. Um, but I really want them to release a, a DLC of uh, Tommy Pistol's performance as Ash in Evil Head, the porno parody from 2010. Um, that would be fucking awesome. Um, and you could just recycle the same, you know, uh, character model, just like have his dick out or something, and that would be fine. But um, Just have the little uh, diglet from Pokemon yeah. glitch through the... <laughs> <laughs> Put the jiggle physics in, and, and and you got it. But no, Evil Dead was awesome. It was everything I was hoping it was going to be. Um, I wanted to get into Friday the 13th when it first came out, but I just didn't have... For the longest time, it was only PC, and I didn't have a machine that could run it. So, like, by the time I finally was able to get into it, it was already done, because, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Sean Cunningham is a fuckface. And so, <laughs> Evil Dead 
kind of being the second chance at that. I was like, yeah, on the ground floor. Fantastic. Um, so I've loved it. It's been great. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's uh, number three for me. Uh, my number three was what you mentioned, Zach Kirby and the Forgotten. Oh, Money. hey. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed that game. It's very fun. So happy you guys like Kirby. I enjoyed Kirby's that good. game. I enjoyed that game, too. I, you know, fuck Nintendo, honestly, but I enjoyed that game. But, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. I see Kirby as being more House Studios, like, yeah, yeah, stuff. I don't yeah. really. Yeah, it helps you sleep at night. It's really helps. Hey, Kirby's not a Nintendo mascot or sellout. anything. I'm not a sellout. I'm not a sellout. He's basically was... somebody else's character. Listen, yeah. I don't know. Listen, piracy exists. It's a thing. I don't know why you would connect that statement with my previous statement when I said Nintendo fucking sucks and fuck them. But also, piracy exists. Yuzu is a Switch emulator. That's just a thing that's true. It's just a thing that is true. Wow, fucking formerly known as Jim Starling fucking here now. That's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm surprised none of us picked the fucking Kirby Buffet Fall Guys game. I, I, really oh, I had so much fun oh. with that game. I had so much fun with that game. But also, fuck Nintendo. Okay, he's. I gotta get him a fuck Nintendo T-shirt now. I really gotta. <laughs> Jess had a great idea of uh, like the, uh, you might have to make this for me, where it's the the melee like you know uh, big melee logo or the character select screen or just you know a cool scene and then in big Japanese text it says something but you don't really know what it is because like it's Japanese but it says fuck Nintendo just big That's Japanese. Doable. Yeah, 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 we can yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd wear the Piracy shit out of that. Thing that exists. I, uh, it's anyway. just a thing that exists. Yeah, copyright is a lie. Um, yeah, good, good, Ryman, good choice. Uh, Seriously though, D Kirby's Dream Buffet is very fun. <laughs> <laughs> this man likes James is starting to go like he's like James would be like I'm gonna make a second list. Listen, say, like, listen, if, if Nintendo was in it, I am right now. I'm captain of the fuck Nintendo train. Here's the thing. I'm I, as soon as the new Zelda game comes out, I'm gonna have a fucking problem, and I have like I'm gonna be. I'm surprised that that's the problem and not the Ganondorf tattoo that your wife got this year. Like I really feel like that's the bigger issue. Yeah, but like, like Ganondorf is Smash. She's greater every chance you get. Ganondorf is Smash. In this house, we fuck. We love Smash. Come on, Kirby. Kirby is Hal more than Nintendo, and Ganon is really more Smash than Nintendo, if I'm being honest. It's really, he kind of exists as his own entity. The logic works. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, my number two, two favorite game of the year, I, I've talked about this game a lot on this podcast, it's called Immortality, and it is great. Uh, it is the third third i'm gonna i'm gonna say third don't look it up just trust me it's the third game from sam barlow uh his first independent game was um her story the game where you um you're you're you know you're it, it was a full fmv game and you're you know watching these video clips you're trying to figure out the story who's lying who's who's telling the truth whatever um the second game is telling lies his third game is called immortality uh, the premise of this game is that there is, uh, I'm, I, if, if for some reason you didn't listen to me the previous two or three times I've explained the premise of this game on this podcast, here it is again. 
the premise of this game, I'll go quick for those who have heard this already. The premise of this game is there's an actress who used to be in uh, movies back in like the 70s and 80s. And she, uh, uh, she's went like fucking missing for 20 years. And then she suddenly reappeared and she's filming another movie. And uh, the premise of the game is you, that you have the footage to all of her unreleased movies. And you kind of have to like look through the footage and figure out what happened to this actress. But um, there's a lot... I, I I can't really say more about the game without spoiling a shitload of it, but it takes some pretty wild twists and turns. There's a lot of shit that I was not expecting, uh, having played uh, his previous game. I didn't play Telling Lies, but I played her story. A anyway, there's there's some wild fucking shit in this game. It uh, it's also like uh, don't play it with your kids. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, baby. Uh, there's a lot of boobies. There's a lot of just like, oh my god, in this game. Uh, I don't know. It's great. It's also like very clearly trying to be like this like art piece with you know messages and whatever. It's I enjoyed it very much. It's it's fucking weird and trippy and great. Uh, it's called Immortality. Okay. Okay. Now, why didn't you play the other, the second one? Why didn't you play? It's weird because I, I, I was like a huge fan of um, her story, and obviously I'm a huge fan of Immortality. Um, his second game, I didn't even play it. It got like, oh, whatever reviews. It's called Telling Lies, and it's kind of just the same premise as um, his first game, where you're watching video clips and you're piecing together a story. Which, to be, I, that's the premise of all of his games. It's they're full motion video games. They have like actual actors in them. Um, and you're, you're kind of just watching clips and piecing together a story. It is, to be perfectly honest, it is barely a video game. It's, it's stretching the definition of video game as far as it will go. It's basically just a movie. <laughs> There's very small bits of interactivity in his games. Um, okay. but, uh, the reason, the reason I like, I don't, I, so his second game telling lies is like, um, the, the the framing device for that is that you have you you recovered like somebody's cell phone or it's either you recovered somebody's cell phone or somebody's laptop and you're like going through cell phone videos and like social media and like you know tiktoks and shit and i'm like that like theme just like bounces off of me like i don't i don't know and i was looking at some of the acting and the acting and like her story was okay it, um, okay. she, she did a fine job but it's basically just one actor the entire time because she's just being interviewed this has some different actors i'm like i don't know the performances seem what so that's why i skipped it by the way i'm gonna say hands down without it's not even close i realize the bar is very low it is not even close immortality is the best acted video game ever it's and it's not even wow it's not even close there is some really actually excellent performances in immortality um yeah it's 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 just really i mean it's unlike anything else i played this year uh and it, it just really just sticks in your brain um and i liked it anyway immortality is my second favorite game of the year i wonder what my favorite game of the year is multiverses anyway are, are um, you... my number two is <laughs> were you were you uh, stalling something... were you stalling for time are you trying to figure out your number two right now uh, no, no, no. Okay. uh my number two has actually already been brought up by uh by justin uh stray um was oh, really yeah. fantastic i didn't play that um, yeah uh basically just like it's linear but it's somewhat open world looking it gives the appearance of like this un 
unending post-apocalyptic world that you can kind of explore. Um, but you're a cat, so the world is kind of like much bigger than you. Um, and there's no humans around. It's all just robots left behind. Um, and so it's, 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 I would almost compare it to like kind of a walking sim a little bit of like, you're just sort of walking and just trying to like figure out what happened to this world and how did we get to this point and so on and so forth. Sounds kind of similar to what I just described. A little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's got a cat. Uh, so that's pretty cute. Um, some platforming. Um, it's, it was very good. It was very, very good. Um, just, and it's one of the, it's, it's my number one pick for, um, the yearly, Hey, let's make an argument that like video games are art. Um, because it's just like, there are no rules. It seems if you ask any AAA developer, there are very clearly rules on what is and what isn't a video game and how you make a video game. This is kind of a breath of fresh air of like, ah, no, you can just tell whatever story. There's no fucking laws. There's no rules to like what makes a compelling game story. You can just tell whatever story that you want to put effort into. And, you know, and that can work well. And I think Stray is a perfect example of that. It looks great. Art was wonderful. I love the art design of it. Um, yeah. And when you put on a little backpack on your character, uh, it slumps over like a real piece of shit because that's what cats do. And so uh, that's number two for me. Uh, for me, number two, Lego uh, Skywalker Trilogy. I almost ah, put that on my list. Yeah. I almost put that on my list. That's definitely an honorable mention. I had a good time playing through that. Yeah, that was, that was fun. And I, I enjoyed having the voice acting. I think that, that gave it, like, the Lego games, yeah. like, a whole new element. Yep. Um, uh, but it was fun. I mean, like, it was your typical Lego game, but, like, it played great. It felt great. Uh, there was a lot of cool... I loved the jokes in that game. Like, little uh, subtle jokes that they'll throw at you. Um yeah, I mean, it was just that was just fun to play. I enjoyed that, and they're still pushing like content to it. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that's a bummer is that the con the DLC doesn't have like the full yeah effort. Yeah. Like, you know, the the DLC characters are just there. They're just um, visual. They don't have like new voice acting and stuff like that. They're just there, and uh, it's like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. But still, it, I think a very good effort to tie up the whole series into a nice little package and truly bring it to the modern Lego game as opposed to I mean that was basically the starting point of the like movie tie in you know Lego games. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh well you guessed it. Uh my favorite game of the year is Elden Ring and it's not close. As much as I loved Ooh. Immortality. As much Ooh. as I as much as I loved Immortality, it's Elden Ring, and it's not even close. Uh, that, Ooh, those... sell out, sell out, <laughs> a sellout. Out. Oh, 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 yes, no. Uh, I'm I'm sure everyone and their mother is going to name this as Game of the Year, either this or God of War. And to be honest, it's probably Elden Ring, even though I haven't even played God of War. Wow. Uh, I I it this game is so incredible. It's just because like the big worry uh, leading up to this game was like. Oh, Dark Souls has such like tight and intricate level design that wraps around on itself and it's like these really intricate maps. Like, how are we gonna adapt that to an open world? Turns out it's chocolate and peanut butter, motherfuckers. It's perfect. You get like these big 
open sprawling fields with like tons of shit to explore these caves and mountains and valleys and there's hidden shit and there's crazy monsters everywhere and there's like all this but also you get into these what they call like legacy dungeons which it it, it, you oh you like stumble into a castle and it becomes just a dark souls map it's the same like really well crafted intricate level design where you know you walk down a staircase and open a door and you're like oh i'm at the front gate fucking great uh and then you know you've played dark souls before uh or maybe you haven't i don't know um it it is the most if you haven't played dark souls i've got good news and bad news the good news is i will to the end uh, i will defend this as the most approachable dark souls game now dark souls is not really known for approachability but this is the most approachable one because it is open world right so like if you get like your dick stomped in by some boss you can just say fuck it i'm gonna explore in a different direction and go off and have an adventure somewhere else whereas in dark souls you can't do that if you're getting your dick stomped by a boss you either figure it out or you throw the game in the trash those are your two options uh i I did the second one (laughs) (laughs) um no this i i loved it, it, it there's so much there's so much of this game just so much of this game it's like one of those things where you, you I, like i was exploring around i'm like oh man i've discovered so many caves and like all these crazy dungeons and stuff and i found those all these catacombs and i've beaten so many bosses let me open up the world map and check and then you're like ah okay i've explored a good portion of the map then you realize that the map zooms out and you're like oh fuck and then and then you realize that the map not only zooms out but like slowly reveals more of itself the map is enormous (laughs) like it is huge it is so fucking big in fact after you realize that the map zooms out and also reveals itself then you realize there's an entire underground portion of the map so you got the what's above the world, and then there's like this whole secret hidden underground that's like almost just as big. It's it's a massive, massive. I, I mean, massive doesn't always necessarily equate to good, right? But it's it's just it's massive. But the level design doesn't really. I can't think of like anything that like really is like oh, I didn't really like that part. Like there's just everything so creative in terms of how you know. The, the way the game looks the the different environments you're in because like you know there's this Kalid where the sky is like blood red and there's all these horrifying monsters out and Kalid everywhere and then there's you know I, I, there's the fucking um uh i can't even think of what it's called but that's the second area where there's like um it's there's like uh you know like two or three inches of water on the ground so it's like con- you're always covered in water and there's like this fog that hangs in the air so it's like really hard to see what's around the corner but you can see kind of like the skyline so you can see like trees and buildings but like the fog hides all the enemies and that's really interesting there's just so many interesting good ideas just everywhere the, the world design the monster design it's an incredible fucking video game it is the most approachable dark souls having said that it's the the bad news is it's still dark souls so if you don't like dark souls it is more approachable than dark souls yes but it's still just dark souls uh and there's yeah i would fucking dark souls i would definitely recommend this as like if you're like a beginner into dark souls yes this is a great beginner yes yes this is if if yes (laughs) if you've never played a souls game before make it this one if you've played souls games and you bounced off of them 
probably also going to bounce off of this one. But it it's the best one. It's just, it's an incredible, it's, it's like, you know, it's a hundred, it, it took me like a hundred hours to finish this game. And it's like a hundred hours of, some people say that the end of the game is a little bit, eh, I, whatever. But like, it's a hundred hours of like killer content. There's nothing that's like, oh, I fucking hate this. There, it's just a hundred hours of like, oh my God. Uh, it's an incredible fucking video game. It's my pick for the game of the year. Justin, do you, do you agree with with James's assessment here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll, 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 get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. What are your guys' number ones? <laughs> well, his is, his is fucking Elden, Elden Ring, Ring too. All right, well, what's you your number one? Shills. What's your number one? Zach? That's not fucking Elden Ring, I'll tell you that much. Well, that was your number five. <laughs> A tied for fifth worst best with fucking multiverses yeah putting putting multiverses in the same sentence as anything is not a good sign like if you had to pick a number five it's definitely elden. it's definitely elden ring uh right. but uh no number one for me is a much smaller scale a much smaller scale than elden ring um but similar similar um philosophy in terms of world building and focusing on what it does and doing that exceedingly well. Uh, in, in obviously Elden Ring's case, it was this huge expansive exploration world and monsters and interesting uh, uh, combat system of like, you know, you got to be quicker than your enemy and, and, and figure out its weakness and all that. Similar idea. It's world building. It's taking the mechanics of the game and, and pushing them to... Uh, their their absolute limits and just doing one thing and doing it exceedingly well. So for me, my game of the year is Roller Drum. Um, I yes. talked about it previously in another episode. I raved about it. Um, it is sort of a not too distant future um, dystopian Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Uh, you are going into these. It's kind of Death Race 2000, where it's like a global game uh, to boost uh, morale. And it's just like X Games, you're skating and doing cool tricks, but there are also assassins on the field. And so to make the highest score possible, you got to do kick-ass tricks while shooting people in cold blood. Uh, and there is a whole story about like the political landscape underneath and there's, um, you know, kind of dirty dealings happening behind the scenes and you're trying, you're potentially being set up and it's, it's got a story too, but at the end of the day, it's just the mechanics are super tight it's really interesting. Um, it is a great, uh, this is a super inside uh, baseball sort of thing for this particular group of people, but I have not experienced a balancing act of genuine accomplishment and genuine enjoyment alongside ball blistering frustration since Darkest Dungeon. Like in terms of like, it is so difficult at times and you're just trying to get, you're repeating the same levels over and over and over and over and over again until you maximize your score so that you can move on to the next element of it. By and the way, by combine these elements of like, oh, use this gun at this time and use it for this kind of enemy and do these kind of tricks to, you know, replenish your ammo and yada, yada, yada. And the best part is it's fucking nothing like Elden Ring. <laughs> I was so. just about to say, by the way, people who love Elden Ring are screaming, how is Elden Ring any different? And that's what blows my mind <laughs> that you love this game. But I think Roller Drome is fucking sick, but I can't believe you like this game because it is. It's tough as nails 
and it, right. it it's just very like you know, fuck you get good like it's got that same sort of i think the <laughs> i think here's the thing here's the thing i think elden ring would have won me over if i could have done a sick-ass kickflip yeah. In between in, in between fights. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the, really. The I mean, thing. you have the horse. You can. True, but I was gonna say, ro- Roller Drum has a sense of like style and aesthetic. It's. It, it, you're right. You nailed it. It's like, what if Tony Hawk was dystopian, and what if Tony Hawk was a first-person shooter? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and but it does an ex- exceedingly great job of making what you're doing just to get past the level. Yeah. It makes you feel so fucking yes. cool when you pull like, off like that like good yeah, it's combo. Got bullet perfect. time built in. It's got yeah. like a max pain bullet time element, so you can like really line your shots up right. Um, you're d- to just to reload your weapon, you have to do sick tricks. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna fucking so it, grind 360 ollie, uh, Christ air, fucking what are I don't know more skate, uh, fucking uh, spinny flippy dip and shoot four guys in the face and then yeah. do a flip and then like land and I don't know whatever and then yeah, yeah exactly. you, like, you feel and, you feel and in the so later fucking levels, sick. There's like mechs walking around trying to shoot you with missiles, so you're doing a flip over the missiles, slow motion, take out your grenade launcher, shoot that. It's a it does yeah. a great job of making you feel cool, even yeah. when you're just yeah. grinding to figure out yeah. what what is the most efficient way to run this level yes. to maximize my score. That is true. Elden Ring has no interest in making you feel cool. No. <laughs> and also, and it's even the... when you beat a boss, it's just like, okay, well, guess what? There's yeah. another one waiting. Good job. Like, Good job. Great. Move on to the next one. Um, no, it's also definitely, you know, it's, 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 it's knights and wizards and magic, which is... I would say not your thing and like mm. doing yeah. sick kick flips and shooting people in the face. Definitely your thing. Definitely uh, my thing. Yeah. So uh, that's number one for me. I, I picked great it up pick. right when it, right when it dropped and uh, no, that's a great it, pick. I've been enjoying it all year. It's been really, really awesome. I like the art style. The art style is interesting. It definitely feels like an indie game in it's, terms of that. It's like a cell shaded thing, but like, yeah. o- oops, we t- turned the cell shading slider like way too high. So it, yeah. it's like, it looks kind of like a, a, a comic book in motion sort of. Yes. That's a great um, way to describe it. Yeah. It, it's cell shaded, but like, it, um, God, it's I cell don't... shaded, but it's a, it's a highly stylized element of yes, it. Yes. Highly stylized. Like, yes. It's not just like Borderlands yeah. or like those Dragon Ball Z games that came yes, out for a while yes. in the late 2000s where it's like, it's just cell shaded and, and we call it a day. It's still trying to be more artistic with that style yeah so yeah that's my number one that was that's it it's got a great sense of it's it the art style is like minimalistic but still looks fucking sick like i don't know (laughs) right it's minimalistic so that when you're doing cool shit it helps stand out even more because if it was like you know if it was super obnoxious if it was more of a 90s kind of like you know surge tony hawk kind of vibe then it would just be like, okay, it's just a mess. It's just an assault on the eyes. But to keep it minimalist so that when you're doing backflips with bullet time and blasting someone's ass while you're, you know, doing an ollie or whatever, it's it's fucking rad. So that's my number one. Justin, what's your number one? Or you said Elden Ring. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's it. You you covered it, man. I'm, Elden Ring. I can't even. That's it. Nothing to add to my. Uh, no. All right, we guys, we got to get together. We got to do a group project here. Do you want to do five, four, three, two, one, or one, two, three, four, five? Do you want to start at the number five game or the number one game? Uh, probably easier to start number one because that's going to be Elden Ring. It's Elden. Okay, as long as it's you're in a great, because yeah. you're the only dissenter here. 
Yeah. All right. So the number one best game of the year, Ellen Ring. What's the second best game of the year? Um, the one Zach said I think was. I'm fine. I am perfectly fine putting Roller Drum at. Fuck yeah! All right, I'm happy. No, that game is fucking sick. It didn't. It didn't connect with me. Um, and I don't really know why, because I don't know. I I enjoyed it, but like that game is fucking sick. It's just not necessarily for me. Um. So uh, okay, number three best game of the year. I would say it's either Stray or Kirby. Yeah, I was gonna say both twice. Kirby and Stray where it came up on your guys' list twice. Um, I would say Stray probably is number three. Stray then yeah. Kirby. Stray, uh, yeah. Kirby. I'm gonna fight for Immortality at number five. I know you guys haven't played it, but that game's incredible. We were we were pretty indecisive. Our number fives didn't really mix, so yeah, our I number mean... fives are very weak. So that we can definitely go with immortality. Okay, well five. that was. Uh... I will definitively say immortality, one of the top five best fucking games in 2022, <laughs> and I'll fight anybody to death who's fucking disagrees. Yeah, and uh, obviously no God of War on our list just because nobody. Fuck played that! It. Is that yeah. even a game? Yeah, I don't Fuck know. Whatever. Um, all right, so the best five games of the year. Number five was Immortality. Number four was Kirby in the Forgotten. Land. Well, it's Kirby in the Forgotten Land, right? Not Kirby's Dream Buffet. Forgotten Land, yeah. Okay, Kirby, number four is... voted Forgotten Land, but I know that you've got a soft spot for the... I love Kirby Dream Buffet. Forgotten Land was fine, but, like, I like Dream Buffet more than Forgotten Land. Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Number three was Stray, the cat game. Number two was Rollerdrome. Number one is Elden Ring. There you go. There's the best games of the year. Elden Ring now joins... Uh, let's see. What, what was our... Game oh, the God, year. I was hoping you had that written down. Like, you were looking at your phone, and I'm like, oh, he's prepared. Don't try to fucking remember back. <laughs> okay, I'm, 2017 was definitely Breath of the Wild. 2018 was Smash Ultimate. 2019, I think we had Katana Zero. 2020 was Animal Crossing, which I'm still upset about because I would have put 7 Remake there, but that's fine, Animal Crossing. Last year, our game of the year was Inscription. I fucking loved Inscription. Yes, yes. So it joins those five games. Uh, that's that's our. Uh, have we have we been doing this six years or only five years? I don't know. I can't remember if we ever did a Breath of the Wild game of the year. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, those are uh, those are some pretty great games. It's now joining. It's got it's got some good yeah. company there. There you go. Um, there's the best games of the year. Uh, you guys got any endorsements? Anything else you guys want to talk about? uh kirby and the dream buffet that's my endorsement uh yes is the, is it a fall guys ripoff absolutely does it do it better than fall guys kind of yeah like uh the ga- the like choices of obstacle mxc games leading up to the finale is not as robust yeah but also it allows you to get good yeah. like it allow because it's like a finite it's like well it's one of this and that's it you can go okay i can really work on this and get good at this and then it all comes down to that final battle of everyone on the fucking little like serving tray and you're trying to kick the shit out of each other. And it really kind of, not that it feels like smash brothers, but it feels a lot more like a party game at that point. Yeah. Um, also because you can play that game couch co-op, whereas like fall guys, you, I mean, actually at launch, it was really hard to play that game couch co-op. I think you can now, or it's easier to now, but um, yeah. Um, gun to my head. If you put a gun to my head and told me to put, a Nintendo game in my top five. It would have been Mario Cross Rabbids. Uh, I think that game is so smart. Like it, 
it takes everything in a strategy game that is fun to do. Like, what are the most fun things? What are the most fun turns in a strategy game? Oh, it's it's like when you have like a this crazy sequence of events. Like, oh, I I have to get this guy here, and I'm gonna use this guy to you know rocket jump this person in the air, and then while he's in the air, he's gonna take two shots, and you just have like crazy fucking turns every turn on in Mario Cross Rabbids. You, you just have like a, a shitload of options. So there's like a lot to think about. And uh, I don't know. It's just every turn is the best turn of a strategy game. Like that one turn in a strategy game where you pull off that ridiculous combo and you feel like a fucking genius. Mario Cross Rabbids just does that every turn. Like you just feel excellent every single turn. Uh, or at least I did. Um, I don't know. It's just a really smart strategy game. Like they just, I, I think they took that. Um, like the tactical strategy game genre and deconstructed it and then just questioned every element about it and w w you can just feel the the game designers in that game just like thinking like hmm what what's what what is fun what is fun in a tactical strategy game okay let's find the things that are fun and just do them all the time like the you know the turns where you're just like creeping your units forward and hiding behind cover that's not really fun and you don't I don't know. Turns are just exciting in Mario Cross Rabbids. Having said all this, uh, the story of that game and literally everything else in that game fucking sucks. Uh, because there's like these block... They, they split up the strategy game parts. The strategy game parts are the best parts. They split up the strategy game parts with these like block pushing puzzles and these tile puzzles. And there's like just like stupid time wasting... It fucking sucks. It, the rest of that game is awful. Awful. Strategy game excellent the rest of it awful the story is terrible i don't i don't even know what the story is i skipped every single cutscene, and you should too uh nice. so there you go um got um, to my I head was gonna that, uh, say, yeah. i would be really curious i don't think that like we'll ever be able to find out but i would be really curious as to um how many kids does yeah. the mario rabbits game yeah like develop them into strategy game enthusiasts after this like yep. this is just based on the IP alone, this is going to be, like, a lot of people's first introduction to this style of game. And I'm wondering how many this is going to hook. And then it's like, oh, I got to go find XCOM and it's, I'm going to, like, play all this other nonsense yeah. later on. Um, it's definitely aimed at kids because it's got, obviously, Mario and it's got, like, the Rabbids. And the Rabbids are basically just minions. They're just minions. And there's a lot of just, yeah. like, ah, uh, just, like, toilet humor and just, like, humor that kids would, like, find. Like, oh, he, like, fell down the cliff and, like, hurt himself. And that's funny. Aka um, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, dumb shit like that. And I'm just like, can I please skip this cutscene? Please. Like, um, but the actual strategy game part, if, if you're a strategy game veteran. Nintendo, and, let us mod this game so we can skip everything except for the strategy part. If you're a strategy game veteran and you're like, mm, I don't know, this looks pretty kitty. Like, should I really play it? you should the strategy game part is excellent and just take the difficulty setting and absolutely put it on hard because hard will really challenge you if you're a veteran of this type of game um i i, I don't know anyway, whatever it's it's fine it's good it's a good game it's not one of my top five games but it's a good game uh i don't know what else do i want to endorse um i was gonna endorse guys uh and or the tv series just finished uh i think this is my hot take uh, I think it's fucking excellent. I think it's the best P 
piece of Star Wars media. Well, I don't want to say Star Wars media. Exclude video games. It's the best because, like, there's some fucking excellent video games. Well, would you say the best Disney produced Absolutely. Star Wars piece? But I'm going to say it's the best, excluding video games, it is the best piece of Star Wars media aside from the original trilogy. Wow. Holy it, shit. It's okay. excellent. Wow. It's absolutely excellent. Uh, performances, excellent. The plot, excellent. Just, just excellent. Every, the, the the way the world design the, the way they expand what is possible in star wars the way they just like hey do you ever wonder i don't want to spoil anything um for people who haven't seen it uh but anyway they just take a lot of things that you're like hey you didn't think this was in star wars well now it is and here's how it works like uh i don't know just excellent oh it had bricks and screws and that turned me off completely <laughs> that's supposed to take place in a galaxy far far away that's bullshit they wouldn't have bricks so. and zach you and i have talked about this a little bit uh off podcast but um it really surprised me what Andor is because it's like oh it's like it's not for kids like it's absolutely not for kids not only for not for kids it's it, this is gonna sound so fucking lame it's not for bullshit Star Wars fans. It's not. It's not even for Star <laughs> Wars fans. It's really not. It's not. It's not interested in like fan service. It's not interested in like oh remember these characters? Well, they all tie back to the Skywalkers, baby. Like no, it's not that. It's just a good drama that happens to take place in Star Wars. Like they wrote a it's good It's a war drama. Yes. that happens to take place in the stars. It just happens to be in Star Wars. It's it's very much um about like ideas and like mm, what do you stand for? Like uh you know, what what do you stand for? What are you willing to risk? What are you willing to put on the line to support what you believe in? That sort of thing and you know, there's a lot of like, you know, uh I, I really loved the uh, character arc that Andor goes through because he's constantly reevaluating, like, mm, what's my relationship to how shitty the Empire is and how much do I really care about that? Uh, and... Also does a great job of showing the building blocks of the Empire in a non-sexy way. Yes, yes. Like, it's, there, it's not so like, much... yeah. ah, and everyone's basically Darth Vader. It's like, no, it starts as just regular run-of-the-mill horseshit bureaucracy and it just sort of keeps building and keeps building and little by little and then next thing you know it's a fascist state like yeah. it, it it does a great job of that there being an element of scariness to that that it's not as dramatic and and exciting as you would hope it would be so that everyone can get together and fight it's like no no it's just slowly over you know 50 years it's yeah. just next thing you know, oh, there's no beat cops anymore. Now they're all part of the secret police or whatever. Yeah, and I love that Cassian has to keep being like, hmm, that seems kind of bullshit. How much do I care about it? Like, at what point do I need How much this... is, of it is, is this my problem or... Yes, yes. Is it, should He's I like, not at, actually... At what point do I, like, have to grow a conscience and be like, all right, this is fucked up. Uh, uh, yeah, it's great. It's excellent. It is excellent. I would say... Even if you don't care about Star Wars, or especially if you don't care about Star Wars, you should watch Andor. Um, yeah, it's really good. I was shocked by how much I enjoyed it, what it is. I did not expect this, like, high, I don't know, like, this just, like, uh, I don't know. I didn't expect, like, a, a serious drama from Star Wars, and I got it, and I loved it. Uh, yeah, Without very good. Without spoiling anything, were you watching, especially the last few episodes, were you watching, like, waiting for them to fucking like like lame it up like you were waiting and like oh here comes fucking jar jar so like were you really nervous about that so um 
especially like the first four or five episodes i was shocked at like there's no fan service there's none like there's there's no like mm, remember this character remember and towards the end of the series they start introducing like mm, here's this character that you remember mm, here's this character you know and it started to do some of that and i was you're right i was kind of like ooh, uh oh but those characters like serve a purpose they're like there for a reason they have something to do and it it i don't know it Okay, fucking spoilers. Saw Gerrera is in it. Fucking Forrest Whitaker is in it. But they use his character to show, like, radicality, which is what I think... Uh, 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 what's that movie? Uh, Rogue One. Which I think is what he was supposed to be in Rogue One, was, like, the super radical rebel. But his whole scene doesn't go anywhere and doesn't make sense, and that scene is yeah, bad. Yeah, it was supposed to be, like, what happens if you go too far in the rebellion side and now you're like basically an anarchist. Yes. And the problem with Rogue One was you're trying to get this point across, but there's also a scene with a giant squid that will wipe your memory. I, I don't know what the point of that was. Time. I don't know what the point of the squid was. That was so pointless. The Bogolet knows. Like, I, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so no, awesome. it's, it's Rogue One, but done well. And it really interacts with the themes of Andor, which is like, uh, how far are you willing to go to fight for what you believe in? And like, Saw is a radical, and he's like, "Oh, I'll I'll kill motherfuckers. Like, I'll kill my best friend. I don't give a shit." Like, it's like, "Oh wow, you're okay. Like, all right, you're a little out there, man." Which um, that's something that I was talking about when the show was first kicking off. Of like, Luna and I have had several discussions about Rogue One, and like the concept of showing that things are not as black and white as a lot of the movies present them as. Yeah, I love, like, love that in Andor. There's just so many shades yeah. of gray, yeah. Right, and it's like, because that's that makes it more realistic because that's yes. how that shit goes. Is yeah. It's not clearly like, ah, they are clearly the villains, we are clearly heroes, and there is nothing in between. It's like, no, man. Like, like even in, um, what was it, Last Jedi with uh, Benicio Del Toro's character, like that he was like, uh, yeah. I'm playing both sides, I don't really give a shit. That yeah, was it's, very ham-fisted. yes. Uh, Andor is what if Benicio's del Benicio's del Toro Benicio del Toro's uh, character had uh, some nuance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because like, you know, it's like oh he kind of fucked over the good guys, and then there was no real repercussions to him. And it's like, well yeah, because that would happen all the time in an actual war. And so this show does a much better job of getting into that with character yeah. stuff and growth and choices it's they make. So and good. It's not yeah. easy, and it's not I mean, black and white. There's bad guys on the rebellion side, and maybe you could argue that there's good guys working for the Empire too. Uh, it, there's just shades of gray everywhere, uh, it, or at it, least indifference in the Empire, like or or yeah, you know, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, or like on the small, small, small level where it's like, because in, in the first couple episodes, it's like, oh, these were just like the regular cops, and now they've just been absorbed into the empire it's like oh fuck i guess we're not. the empire now yeah and like okay i was we were just supposed to be protecting the people but that's fine too i guess we got a new uniform yeah that's fucking it's that's so how good. it goes i i will i will sing that show's praises uh yeah i'm i'm i am like season one was so perfect and good i'm worried about season two because i know we're gonna i know at some point we have to line up with the movie events of rogue one and I feel like we're gonna like inevitably start introducing like oh remember this character oh it all ties together baby like I don't want that please don't do that anyway it's good okay that's my other endorsement. Justin anything that you're endorsing here 
Um, I'll endorse uh, traveling to uh, Europe. Oh, yeah. How was oh, that? Great fancy pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was cool. A lot of uh, there's a lot of cities that like keep their old architecture. That was like kind of the coolest thing to see. Like uh, Spain was really cool. A lot of the buildings just look like old timey Spanish, like architecture. But there's like regular stores in them and stuff. It, it was kind of like like New York, but um, just old architecture. Um, Scotland was really cool. Uh, we were in Edinburgh, um, and. Uh, that was cool because a lot of that was like old time like castle like cobblestone like city and uh it was like cool to just kind of be in that because like you could see all the cobblestone sidewalks and roads and you know edinburgh castle and then ireland was pretty cool um just uh we got to go on like a tour and we uh, got to see, like, all the weird, twisty roads they have. But, like, man, the, I don't know what it is about Europe, but their grass over there is, like, wow. <laughs> it's beautiful. Good grass. It's like, it's like yeah. I like that that was your takeaway. Like, <laughs> no, it just looks cool because it's, like, it's not like our grass. It, it's got more, like, a teal yeah, yeah. tint to it. Um, it's, like, I don't know. Were it's, you it's Chernobyl? Cool. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, the grass is teal. It glows at night. It's been great. I can't feel my legs anymore. No, no, no. it's like it's like they got like a little lighter green on it, with a little blue. Um, yeah, I mean, like travel to other countries. Yeah, to go. <laughs> do it. Just, Just do go it. Places. Just go places. Just go places. Yeah, go places. You'll never know where you'll go. <laughs> Thank you, Doctor Soups. We appreciate it. All right. All right, uh, I think that's that's our episode. Um, uh, I, I don't. This might be the last episode of the year. Who knows? We might do hey, another one. Who, who knows? knows? Uh, we'll see. Now, I think 2023. Uh, just, I don't know if we're gonna do a podcast about this or not. 2023 is looking fucking good for video games. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be some games in 2023. Uh, I, I I don't think anyone's gonna struggle to put together a top five. Uh, I think uh, next year is gonna be. Pretty pretty stacked. Uh, anyway, um. calling it now. Roller Drome Two will be not my number one next year. <laughs> uh, so yes, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Good Games Podcast. Uh, follow us on social media on all platforms while they're still around. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. For the Good Games Podcast, I'm James. I'm Zach. Justin. Goodbye. My cat took the fattest shit I've ever smelled like three feet away from me and I gotta go clean this up. I'm fucking dying. Like, go, it smells go. so bad. <laughs> go clean your cat shit. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. Uh.